listening to the Fish on Ted podcast with your host, Ted Johnson. Well, hello, this is Ted Johnson with the Fish on Ted podcast. I want to thank everyone for joining us today. If you uh, look at your calendar, we are recording this on April 2nd of 2021. Today we have a great interview. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. This gentleman is very diverse in what he does in the fishing industry and has been around for quite some time. Um, the gentleman's name is Tony uh, the Gasbrist, and Tony is a uh, fishing uh a boat guide and captain, and he has a tackle company. And so, Tony, are you there? Yes, I am, Ted. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Tony? Fantastic. Good. How how's fishing this time of year where you're at? Yeah, it's um, it's a really hot time of the year for spring salmon. Uh, the water's ice cold. Uh, they're lethargic, but uh, the bait fish are here, and uh, so the salmon are here in numbers uh, in schools. So drag our uh, baits through them, and uh, they cooperate most of the time. <laughs> Good for you. Now, you're in the, what, Lake Ontario area, Tony? Uh, where I am, I am in uh, the Georgian Bay area. I fish out of the port of Olin Sound, Ontario. And uh, Georgian Bay is uh, a bay off of Lake Huron. Oh, okay, very good. Yeah. So that so Georgian, sir. No, that's right. So that's a couple hours, what north, uh, northeast. Yeah. So it's about two and a half hours north of Toronto. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's east of uh, Michigan. Okay. And south, uh, it's south of Hudson Bay. Quite a bit. Ah, very good. It's very pretty country up there, is it not? Yeah, it's all good. Very diverse country. Uh, just similar to uh, Oregon uh, and uh, northern Michigan. Uh huh. Oh, very good. So, so Tony, how, yeah, how in the world did you ever catch this fishing bug, man? Uh, so my. Uh, my uncles and my dad um, used to fish every weekend and uh, mostly inland lakes and rivers. So I would go along. I was the only boy in the family. Oh, uh-huh. the rest of all the, all the, my cousins are girls. So uh, uh, on my, uh, my mother's side. So I was t- taken everywhere, hunting, fishing and, uh, and uh, so I, uh, I learned uh, learned a lot of a lot of different species: brown trout, walleye, bass, whitefish, lake trout, uh, brook trout, rainbow trout, and um, then I took it to the next level. Uh, when I was a teenager, I started targeting salmon. Yeah, uh, and uh, then I got a boat uh, when I was really young and started uh, doing some boat fishing too, and. Every time out, I was uh, catching something, uh, salmon or a trout, and um, uh, so I, I just kept at it, and it kept expanding and evolving. Mm-hmm. Stayed sober. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> yeah, and um, and uh, yeah, you know, kept my eyes open and learned from everything, and 
just kept evolving and uh my success uh was was noticed uh people always wanted to come fishing with me and uh um whether it was derbies or tournaments and stuff i i always had a place there and uh um you know, I, I was very secretive too because I didn't want to give up all my spots and how I fished and all that. But it was right. actually very simple. But wow! So, so when when did you become a uh, a fishing guide or fishing captain? Yeah. So uh, around the time, uh, around it was about twenty years old. Um, uh, every time I went fishing, uh, I'd always have a boat full of friends just coming along. And, um, you know, uh, the, it was quite an investment to uh, have a uh, salmon fishing boat that would handle uh, the seas in Georgian Bay, Huron, or Lake Ontario. And uh, then all the equipment and everything. So... Uh, my expenses were very high and nobody was contributing to that. So uh, I, I had to make a, put my foot down and make a decision and uh, told everyone that you're going to pay me a going rate. If you're going to come along mm-hmm. um, just to cover the costs. And I don't want to do this uh, professionally. I don't know anything about it. So did that for about a year and um i still had a full boat <laughs> so <laughs> really so it was either uh go to the next level as a business and uh license and charter and uh or or just uh say no you know uh-huh. no more and uh so i tried it and uh here i am 32 years later so, wow. Yeah. Wow. Good for you, man. What a, what a great story. I mean, that's, uh, so it's amazing, you know, all the, the, uh, opportunities that sounds like you, you had and, uh, um, now 32 years later, you're still, uh, fishing the same bodies of water. Yeah. 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 So I started oh. out as a teenager, as a mechanic and, um, before I wrote my license for that, I gave up on it because uh, I didn't see uh, that as a very rewarding career. So I uh, went into construction, which was definitely financially more war- rewarding. Uh-huh. So if I didn't do the fish and charter business, I'd probably be in construction somehow. Uh huh. You know, some part of it, but uh, no, I, it's all good. No regrets. Well, that's cool. And and then the next piece of this is, is your tackle business, and uh, it's hot fish lures, is it not? Yes, yes. So um, I got uh, a background in um, uh, fish biology. Uh, I also uh, I was always uh, I grew up. My father he had a shop that I could always work in and fabricate stuff, and uh, so I I grew up with. Uh, sort of of a, of a creative mind when it came to um, making things that I needed, you know, whether it be a tool or a car part or whatever. Uh-huh. And, and uh, so 
I wasn't happy with some of the fishing tackle that was available to me uh, when I first started in this business and uh, with the fishing charter business. So I started, uh, you know, tinkering and modifying and you know, doing whatever, right? And then I, mm-hmm. I, uh, my dad was always in an auto uh, motive business, so uh, I knew how to paint cars and stuff. So I, I got into painting and um painting my own lures and stuff like that you know just for fun and mm-hmm. I, I could do things that weren't even available like there was a lot of brands that didn't have a variety of colors and I was doing that for myself but anyway um I wasn't happy with the durability of some of the baits and I wasn't happy with the catch rate of some of the baits okay and, and I worked with a lot of companies uh, whether it be they were, uh, you know, uh, asking me to come on board to help field test their new products or um, help develop products or uh, bring products into the country. Um, so I kind of learned that business, you know, and I started learning how some of the more experienced, bigger companies uh, uh, thought about when they introduced products. And mm-hmm. uh, so then I started uh, modifying things f- for my own use. Uh, in the cold water that I'm fishing in right now, uh, the fish are lethargic. So uh, dead slow trolling, I'm doing two to 2.2 miles per hour. Uh, high action baits uh, are hard to do in when you're trolling that slow. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, so I developed my own uh, spoons, and uh, uh, last year I introduced uh, a bait head for herring strips, and then uh, now I've uh, uh, created a uh, a flasher, a tractor, and um, yeah, I keep busy at all that. Boy, no kidding! So if you're if you're not ma- if you're not fishing, you're uh, making fishing lures and fi- and fishing daggle. You're you're living it, man. Yes, yes. It's just uh, day and day. Right now, I'm doing stuff while I'm talking to you. <laughs> just simple <laughs> stuff. Yeah. So so if if you're designing a new spoon or a or a new flasher, um, it is the design is it is it more focused on new colors or new actions or or where where do you you know where do you spend your time to to make something i guess more fishy if you may yeah so uh it, it's all about the action when when you for catching right uh-huh. action catching but um and you know that you fish um but it, it's just like uh let's say a swim bait for for bass, walleye, whatever you want to fish with for it. Um, if, if you just let it sit there, it's very little chance anything's going to bite it, right? Mm-hmm. But if you give it some action, you know, realistic action or erratic action, uh, now you'll, you'll get some reaction to it, some response from the fish, right? So, um, uh-huh. Uh, the action is, is is more important than your boat, 
you know what I mean? <laughs> the action of the bait. <laughs> right. And, and the brand of the bait doesn't matter to them. The brand of the boat doesn't matter to them, right? You're, Correct. It's, it's all about the action. And, and, you know, whether you're imparting it with your hands sitting still over the side or you're trolling, the boat speed controls the action of the bait. And the bait, you know, all brands of baits and all baits models, uh, they have different actions and are optimized. Uh, their optimum action is at, at different speeds. Not too many baits will work uh you know a, a wide variety of speeds you know uh most of them are within a half a mile an hour to one mile an hour that's their range okay um, uh, you know if you're if, when you're talking around two miles an hour it's uh it's a, it's a lower or smaller window of of speed that you can uh use the bait at mm-hmm. um, high the the high speed baits have a, a wider window of speed, uh, more diverse, but at a slow speed, their action is very little. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm explaining it properly, but uh, action no, is everything. No, you're, you're exactly right. You know, I was uh, fishing on a, a lake in Oregon one time uh, by the name of Diamond Lake, and my brother-in-law and I were, were trolling it with some very light gear, and we were... Uh, 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 fishing for uh, some uh, nice rainbow trout that they they uh, had stocked in that lake years ago, and they were anywhere from oh four to seven pounds, you know. So they were good size, and we were both using the same exact lure. And by God, if I could hook a fish, and every time he uh, let let the the lure out, he'd hook up within two minutes. And we'd bring the lures in, and we'd compare them side by side. And there was no difference. So we started flip-flopping them. I was on the left side of the boat and he was on the right side of the boat. And then that didn't work for me. So we changed back. And it was that lure that was catching fish. And we couldn't figure it out until that night when we got back in. And that lure had just a little bit of of extra red on it. You know, just a, 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 a very small amount. Um, and then there was this, um, oh, this plastic piece that was there that was on both of them, that the one was sort of hung up and we adjusted my lure that night to what he, he was using, went back out the next, the next day and it was equal. We were both hooking up all the time on those. There you go. Just the strangest thing, you know, but just, you know, at a glance, you go, they're exactly the same, but they weren't, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's a balance, too. Like, uh, you know, everybody thinks, you know, you got to use light line and all this kind of stuff. Well, uh, you know, there's, so with spoons, I I recommend uh, a 20-pound test line for salmon or trout, okay? So you don't Uh need to go anywhere that. And, uh, you know, a fishing line stretches a lot, too. So you're going to limit your hookups, too, if you go light, right? Right. Um, especially you got it stretched out. A uh, 100 feet of 10-pound test line will stretch 10 feet. Right? No kidding. I didn't realize that. Yeah. That far. Yeah, it'll stretch 10, yeah, it'll stretch 10 feet before you can get a hook set. So, wow. yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, 
you definitely need fish under the boat first. That's mm-hmm. number one. And next thing is the boat speed to control the lure action. And then, uh, like the lure's got to be in front of the fish, but then the color. Okay. Okay. You know, color for me is not the first thing. Most people think color is the first thing. It's not, right? You so have it, it all. Catch, all the, yeah. you know. It catches fishermen, right? Yeah, they, there's a you know the, the I, I find too the the more color there is to the water, the more colors you can use and be productive, right? Okay. Uh, you know you've got you got your clear blue black water and then you've got your clear uh, uh, turquoise water which you know limestone based bottoms you'll see a lot of turquoise in the water or uh-huh. uh, then you'll have your and then you'll have your blue green water uh, which a lot of times that's plankton starting to form and and then you'll have green water uh, which is a salmon fisherman in the summer that's what you're looking for is green water Mm-hmm. Uh, so the winds kind of dictate that and currents but uh, uh, that's all plankton in the water and then uh, um, then you have your uh, almost a greeny yellow color uh, and that can be runoff that can be high plankton areas uh, just a multitude of things going on near shore. Sometimes you see that uh, after a storm, there, there's a lot of color to the water. Right. Uh, so then you can use a lot of different colors, usually chartreuses in really dirty water, uh, oranges, reds, uh, you know, we, we know that. And then, um, you know, walleye, they, they see different too. They're, they have better eyesight than a rainbow. Rainbow has the worst and the walleye has the best, right? Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, and humans only have nine color receptors and the uh, fish have 12. So we don't even know what they see, right? Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so if, a, if, if a guy was just starting out fishing and he had a couple hundred bucks to spend just on tackle and he was going to, you know, focus on, on trout and salmon, what, what should he put in the tackle box? Uh, well, my brand, Hot Fish Lures. But, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, they're made to catch fish, and they do. They're proven. and it Sales daily, year-round. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, and then there's stores that carry it, too. They're selling. But um, so, first of all, uh should uh, contact me. I can give them an idea because I sell all over North America okay. and uh, I can give them an idea of, of repeat customers, what they're buying. Oh, very good. So they can very reach good. out to me and I can give them an idea. Um, mm-hmm. Right. They can give me some, uh, some information about their area, water clarity, time of year, water temperatures. And I, I can give them a really good, you know, small selection. I, I don't say you got to buy a hundred different colors. I just say, right. like, just, you know, buy these three or four colors and, you know, double up on them. So you, you lose one, you got another one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you'll be good to go. Right. Have, have you I seen, yeah. 
have, have you seen much change in in what people are, are using and the and the type of tactical people are, are designing over the last five to ten years? Uh, when it comes to colors, I see a lot more, especially the customized guys. Some mm -hmm. of the some of the busy business ones too, but they're they're getting. I call it goofy colors. There's a lot more goofy <laughs> colors going in there, right? You know where, uh, you know you you you're not. It's not going to be a consistent catcher. You know, mm -hmm. uh, and and me, I I don't even take anything out on my boat that's not going to be consistent. Okay, if it right, if it's not going to be consistent, I'm not bringing it out on the boat. It's just mm -hmm. uh, and and uh, one thing people do, and they work against themselves most of the time. And I'm saying this is what happens most of the time, because there is variables where you know you just find a stupid fish and and he's going to bite anything, but. Um, most of the time, um, you're you're going to catch fish on the same, say six baits, when you trout okay. salmon fish, the same six baits, um, with uh, you know size. I can say that uh, the more active they are, the the bigger the spoon. Let's say with spoons, the bigger the bait, um, and uh, and the less active they are, uh, the smaller spoons will, will, will work better. Um, and that's the thing people forget. Each day, the weather, the barometer, everything changes their activity. They don't just uh, wake up one day and say, uh, I'm going to bite this way or I'm going to bite that lure or that color. And yeah. There's all the variables. There's water, water clarity, uh, fish activity, you know. Mm -hmm. Boat, you know, a lot of fishing pressure can uh, really, um, you know, suppress the bite and or make them do a lot of short hits. You know, mm -hmm. you know, getting off easy. Yeah, you know, our our friend Captain Ian and uh, talked. To, I was talking to him the other day, and and he said when it comes to you know science and, and studying what goes on in regards to fish and their relationship to tackle you know you're the authority on that and and he just gives you all the accolades in the world and it's it's because of you know the the you know the, the thought process that you have in 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 every single day that you go out and it sounds like you've been been studying this um very thoroughly over the last 30 some years yeah yeah no ian knows i fish with ian he uh He's a very smart guy. Like he, uh, you know, he he uh, he catches a lot of fish. He's 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 got a growing charter boat business, and it's repeat business that's growing, that's making it grow. And mm -hmm. uh, word of mouth, and that's what it's all about in the charter industry is word of mouth. Uh, right. You know, um, that, that's that's your base is word of mouth, and mm -hmm. uh, I. I do think, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I, sometimes I overthink it, but I do know that, uh, action is the main thing you got to think about the action of the bait. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, I, I see a lot of guys 
I fish with a lot of people and I see a lot of the stuff they do. And most of the time they're catching on the same things all the time, but they don't even, it doesn't register to them. Oh, really? Oh, no kidding. So the fishing's tough. They start working against themselves because they start putting out things they've never caught fish on before. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, so they're just rolling the the dice, the crapshoot, right? Uh, right. I, I can't fish that way. I can't fish that way. I have to be, I have to know what, what I'm doing is, is the right thing to do. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, based on all the information I'm getting from the water, the, the everything, uh, the activity and you can look around. If there's boats catching fish, you're doing something wrong. It's that simple. And you're Good not, point. you're doing something wrong. It's that simple. Right. Good, and, good uh, in those cases, I can usually figure it out real quick. Uh, um, I, I am a, a very diverse fisherman, so I don't always fish aggressive. I don't always fish, um, um, you know, less aggressive, whatever you want to go. Uh, whereas most people are fishing aggressive. So if most of the people are catching it and I'm not, I know I got to change up my tactics, not my baits, my tactics, and fish aggressive. All okay. Right. So that means that means uh, uh, let's simple things like uh, the lead from the downrigger weight. Aggressive is short, right? Unless mm-hmm. aggressive further back, there is no one lead. There is no one lead. There's consistent leads, yes, but uh, there is no one like uh, distance from the downrigger weight to the bait. Uh, that's going to work 100% of the time. Right. right. And um, uh, also, too, some people, uh, they're using uh, very aggressive baits, which are great. If the fish are very active, that you're going to catch more fish faster with those aggressive baits than you will with a less aggressive bait. So... Mm-hmm. Once the uh, the fish are not as active, those people still drag around the more aggressive baits because that's what they were catching on the first hour. Right. Uh, and then when they stop catching on those aggressive baits, they say, well, fish aren't biting anymore. I'm going to go home. But I'm still out there. I'm trying to hide the fact that I'm catching because I know, you know, that that's what's going on. Right. Sure. And it's not because I'm running multiple lines. Here in Georgian Bay, I'm only allowed one rod per person on my boat. Oh, oh really? Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So when people say, oh, you're you got lots of rods out there. I'm like, I'm Georgian Bay, man. I can take maximum four people on my boat. So that means maximum five rods I can run. Wow. It's not like Michigan where you're allowed three rods per person. Right. Right. Everything counts, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, so so I, I'm trying to make uh, every rod count, every line count, right? Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm not, I, I don't need to put out five rods. If I can make it happen with two and work a small school or a shoal and just keep the boat on there back and forth, back and forth, I'm going to do that with just two rods. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if I try to put out five rods, now I've got to do a big turn and I'm off the fish more than I'm on them. True. Right. So. True. So in, in regards to the charter business and, and uh, uh, your, you, uh, your season runs, what, 
from about uh, April through what September, October? Is that when you're fishing? Yeah. So average year is April first to about uh, second mid November, and then um, this year uh, I was fishing by what the fifteenth of March. Wow! Really? Something like that. Yeah. And uh, so I've been fishing for a couple of weeks now, and. Um, uh, you know, the, 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 the bait comes in in stages. Okay. So, uh, the, the majority of the bait is uh, smelt, right? Okay. So the smelt spawn at 45 degree water. Okay. That's Fahrenheit. Uh, uh, they spawn either on the shores or in the creeks or both. And, um, once they spawn, it's a small window, less than a week. Mm-hmm. I'll be done, and then then they start moving out, and and the uh, the majority of the salmon go with them. Oh really? Oh no kidding. Yeah, and that's it. Then the cycle <laughs> can you know happens right where the, the the salmon just keep pushing the bait, keep pushing the bait, keep pushing it, mm-hmm. and they the bait does um, uh, gravitate to the warmer water. So the warmer water gravitate or starts accumulate on the down or the uh, the lee side of the wind, right? The prevailing winds are westerly side of the lee. So our east and north side of Georgian Bay here um, warm up quick in the smelt. Maybe the mature ones know to go there and the smaller ones follow. They uh, they head over to the east and north side of Georgian Bay, uh-huh. and and, um, and it's very rough on that part of the bay because of the prevailing winds. So not too many people can get out and target them, right? Uh, and they, uh, they, they they the water starts to warm up there first, and uh, so they start to feed heavier because they're not as lethargic. Lake mm-hmm. Ontario. Uh, starts up on the uh, near Niagara, and uh, so on the west end, mostly southwest end. Then, yeah. uh, then the uh, west and south side of Lake Ontario warms up, and uh, so that whole side, New York, that New York shoreline on Lake Ontario, that's really hot in the may and june yeah and then as the uh, whole lake equalizes down on lake ontario and then uh then all the ports become very good you know so, and then very i good. am i here in georgian bay uh by july i'm into the mature chinooks and uh they start returning and staging and accumulating in my bay. Mm-hmm. Very good. So what's a, what's a typical day on the water with you? What, uh, if somebody says, you know, hey, what, what can we expect if we go out on a charter? What, uh, what, what, what's the, you know, what's the agenda when you, when you take people out? Okay, right now, a slow day would be six on my boat. Okay. Uh, a good day would be uh, a boat limit. That's five per person. Wow, really? Yeah, um, depending on how many people are on the boat. But um, you know, I hear a lot of a lot of guys. Uh, they're kind of new to it and excited, and not, and uh, and they think the, the fishing is uh, 
the best it's ever been. Well, the best it's ever been that you've learned, right? Or you knew. Uh, but in reality, me, until about five years ago, a good day this time of the year is is uh, 10 to 15 salmon an hour. My God, really? Yeah, that's an, an hour, okay? That that doesn't happen now, mm -hmm. right? Right, so... You know, uh, re you know, I, I believe the limits should be lowered too because we are, you know, having smaller or less fish. So uh, many reasons we don't need to get into that. But uh -huh. uh, you know, um, who needs more than two salmon? You know, good point. Good right? point. Five, you got too many, right? Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Now, how big are the Chinook in your part of the world? Right now, this time of the year, my average is uh, around five to ten pounds. Mm -hmm. That's my average right now. Uh, the odd one bigger, you know, I've seen uh, about a twelve and a half uh, uh, this this year. Um, a few tens, elevens, and that. But uh, um, we. Uh, See, smelt don't attract the bigger salmon. Okay, really? Okay. Yeah. So your herring and alewife attract the bigger salmon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we don't. So herring spawn in the fall, but uh, alewife spawn uh, here. They used to spawn in late May and June. Uh, yeah. We don't get the runs of alewife anymore. So. Uh, our um, uh, our salmon in the spring, we don't see the the, the bigger ones, the fifteens or twenties anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That yeah. you know that amazes me how good of a fishery the Great Lakes have become, or probably they, they always have been. But um, you know, you you guys are looking at a, a five fish limit, which is a, a, amazing, and uh, compared to some of the the fisheries in Oh, the northwest uh, section of the U.S. or up in Alaska, you know, I mean, it's very common to have a, 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 a two fish or even a one fish limit. And uh, you're talking five. That's that is incredible fishing. Yeah, well, it, it's always been too high, that limit, you know, I, in my yeah. in my opinion, it's always been too high. You know, um, mm -hmm. I, I try to look at I try to look in the future, like, you know. Um, you know, <laughs> you don't think of the future with uh, in regards to the fisheries, and uh, today it'll be over tomorrow, right? That's but, true. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that well, is. What's in, in Oregon, what's it there? Um, the well, there, there. Right now, the it, on on most of the fish coming in, it's either a one or two fish limit. Um, most of the time right now, it's one fish coming in, um, in, in the fresh water. Um, if you get in the salt, they're looking at maybe, I, I, I heard somebody, uh, there was a rumor that they may have a, a, a three fish limit on coho this year, just because they're expecting so many, but, but that's a, you know, that, that, that's something that hasn't happened for a while. Yeah. So that's good management. Mm -hmm. So if, if your numbers are improving or projected to improve, then they're they're managing it properly. 
Uh, right. I don't think they're managing things here in the Great Lakes very well. I, I don't want to talk that. I know a lot about it. I'm involved uh, with all this uh, stuff and I, you know, I do have a voice in, in, in that. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of experiments done from what I've learned over the years, a lot of sure. experiments, things that, uh, you know, I, I knew, you know, action, reaction, cause and effect at this science. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, these scientists, uh, I don't know. They, they seem to ignore that, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. There, there, there isn't, there isn't politics on your end of the lake, is there? Uh, <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> there's, there's, uh, there's, well, there's Tony, hey, I, I've got, a, I've got a question of you, and I ask it pretty much to everybody that that we interview. And the the question is this: Let's say that you went to bed tonight. And you had one of those vivid dreams and, and you woke up tomorrow morning and you know, and you know, the dream is true, right? That you've got one more fishing trip to take. And the question to you is, what would you fish for? Where would you fish for it? And who would you go fishing with? Okay. Well, uh, I have to ask you fresher salt water. Uh, it's your last fishing trip. It is up to you. Yeah, for me, it'd be a, a, a difference between fresh and salt water. But um, oh, yeah, let's say fresh water. Uh, I, I would say uh, fresh water. Uh, salmon is, is my favorite, you know. Uh, but you know, you go for a smallmouth bass with six-pound test line and a ultralight setup. Uh, that's uh, it's almost like bringing in a saltwater fish. You know, that's true. Yeah. That's true. They fight hard and pound for pound. There, but but salmon is just incredible. Summer in summertime, warm water. Uh-huh. Big healthy. You know, a good healthy king that's eat well. Uh, the power is incredible. Oh yeah! So you'd fish for salmon. Where where would you fish for it? Where? Uh, yeah. I would. Uh, well, because I like to eat fish, I, I uh, prefer here in Georgian Bay. But um, for consistent bigger fish, uh, Lake Ontario. Ah, got it. Okay. And then yeah. the final, the final question. Yeah, the final part of the question is. Who would you go fishing with on your last fishing trip? My last fishing trip? Yep. Uh, uh, my friend Ian from Kings on the Run Sport Fishing because, uh, <laughs> Very good. you know what? His personality, his uh, positive attitude, and uh, hunger. Hunger to just get the best out of life every day. Yeah. Well. I'm 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 sure Ian is just flattered at this point because uh, he considers he considers you a real hero, and uh, yeah. uh, he's he's a good guy. Well, Tony, I want to thank you so much, man, for uh, spending time with us today. How do people get a hold of you if they want to book a fishing trip or you know uh, buy some tackle? Okay, well, you can find me uh, at Action Fishing Adventures and Hot Fish Lures or Hot Fish Lures. 
Um, I uh, just, just Google search Tony and Owen Sound. I come up number one, right? I'm the only one. Uh-huh. Uh So, uh, yeah, fishingaction.com, hotfish.ca. Very That's, good. And, uh, and, and, and you and you ship and you ship tackle all over the world, do you not? Yes, yes, we, we uh, ship internationally. Um, mm-hmm. I would I would say uh, uh, some weeks I'm doing half my shipments to U.S. and uh, you know I think this week we only did two two shipments to U.S. and the rest were all Canada. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know. Uh, well, a couple weeks ago, uh, I think I was telling you, uh, we shipped uh, a package to Sweden. Wow, that's cool, Ben. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's cool. Well, yeah, people, people know what works, and uh, they're willing to uh, go the extra mile to get it. So anyway, well, Tony, thank you for what you do, man. You are a real advocate for the sport. It's been my pleasure over that last number of months to get to know you. And um, I'm just amazed every time I talk to you, I, what, what I learned from you. And, and uh, I just appreciate your, your passion. Hey, thanks, Ted. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate all you do for me, too. You've been a great help. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. Tight lines, my friend. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll be shaking your hand soon.